Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, October 17th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what Kevin McCarthy is planning. Number two, the punch-up cohort on sustainability. And number three, a look around at the fundraising landscape. All right, Jake, let's get into it. You spent quite a bit of time with House Republican uh, leader Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, jetting he- to and fro uh, on the campaign show, raising money. Uh, tell us what you got. Well, first of all, we should say we are in uh, Miami, um, where we will be interviewing today the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. So uh, see the newsletter if you're here and want to join. Um That's number one. Number two, yes, last week I was on the road with Kevin McCarthy in St. Louis, Springfield, Missouri, Des Moines, Chicago, and Minneapolis. Um, uh, We were on tour, I guess. No, (laughs) but uh, he is on the road constantly, as most congressional leaders are, although some are more eager to talk about it than others. Um, uh, And uh, we dug deep on a bunch of topics. Uh, it was a, a fruitful trip. We'll be, we'll be rolling out a bunch of our, uh, reporting this week in all of our editions. Um, interestingly, a few things to go over here. Uh, number one, McCarthy thinks Republicans have basically won the majority already. Um, perhaps famous last words, perhaps, um, uh, uh, a good, um, uh, prediction. We'll have to see. We're 22 days from election day. Um, but I want to focus on one thing here, um, which is McCarthy and the speakership. He said that he believes he could win the speakership with any margin, uh, no matter how many Republicans win, he thinks he could win the speakership. Um, he said, if I'm not going to be acceptable to the body this time, no one's acceptable. Um, so, uh, I found that to be fascinating. And also, he said that um, speakers, generally speaking, people who who win the majority from the minority, um, aren't long for the job. Uh, he said, what happens, you become a household name and you take all these arrows. So you're the guy running up the hill with the flag. It's always the person behind you that wants to pick it up after you've been shot. They never had to go through the war. They just get to hold the flag. So there's a lot to unpack there, Anna. What say you? Well, I mean, it sounds like he's he wants wants believes he's going to be the next speaker, but uh, is conceding that might it might not be a long term proposition, right? I, I think that that I mean I, I found that to be interesting. I mean, listen, I, I asked Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I don't know that she necessarily agrees, right? Or at look at, if you look at the Senate, I mean, he is dealing with a different kind of potential majority here but i mean it, it the, that kind of idea that's that holding power is you know is maybe a much more of a finite it might be the real realistic look at it but it's certainly not how leaders have historically approached the job no but a few things to to think about here i mean listen the last two speakers john boehner and kevin and sorry had uh, uh paul ryan have been um in the office, in the job for four and three years. So it, ha- it does, he did say that Democrats um, have a an easier time holding on to their leaders than Republicans, which is true. Um, so I, I think that uh, 
I just think that it's an interesting, it's a very candid admission that it's a it's a rough and tumble job, especially for the GOP. Um, interestingly enough, also, this is another, another thing that um, uh, McCarthy told us, and he's been saying on the stump recently, is that he... When after they win the majority, if they win the majority, um, he will load up a plane of a government plane with lawmakers, Republican lawmakers, and go out to America, in, in his words, go to middle America and talk about a bill they're going to pass. And then they will pass it. And then after they pass it, they'll go back to the um, to wherever they were and uh, pressure the Senate to take it up. This is a very McCarthy-like um, uh, situation. This is the kind of thing that he envisions when he um, thinks about power. Um, it's 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 very um, made for TV, which is something that is is uh, uh, very McCarthy-ish in its own way. Hard to see it be very effective, in my humble opinion. I mean, I think in the sense of you know, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a way to keep House Republicans more front and center, but yeah. this is a long-term gripe that is not just a Republican gripe, but is a House Democratic gripe as well, that the Senate doesn't move as fast, right? Well, and also, also Anna, uh, like, this is not going to be the magic bullet, or the silver bullet, rather, that that saves, uh, 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 that does anything. I mean, this is just, uh, could it help along around the margin? Sure. Uh, this is not, if, if this is not going to save the Republic. The other just quick thing, and then we will move on. But I did think it was also really interesting, and I, I encourage everyone to go and read just read this morning's um, AM newsletter. But talking about how he felt like a smaller majority wouldn't be the worst thing for him, um, I, I think that that it is. You know, if you tie. You, Talk to Nancy Pelosi, it's a lot easier when you have a larger margin as somebody who's been having a handful of seats this entire Congress. So I thought that was an interesting, maybe just to owe, you know, nod to the fact that he, he probably won't have a massive majority, uh, you know, going into the job if, if Republicans are successful, as he believes, um, in November. But it's hard to believe that most people, I think most leaders would like a larger majority rather than a smaller one. Yeah, I, he he brings up the Denny Hastert, Tom DeLay example when Republicans had just a five-seat majority and they were forced to kind of uh, work closer with each other. But yeah, I mean, who who the hell doesn't want a bigger number rather than a smaller number, of course? All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Um, on Friday, it was really a great conversation, Jake, the Punch Up, which is uh, Punchable News' equity platform. We had our second cohort of the uh, year. This one focused on environmental sustainability. We brought together leaders from the public sector, private sector, nonprofit world to talk about kind of issues, misunderstandings, successes, um, the impact of the work, how to talk about success. Really interesting uh, and thought-provoking conversation. Um, this is part of our ongoing conversation on sustainability and racial equity this year that is going to uh, culminate in a summit uh, in December that we're going to have more news on in the coming days and weeks that we're really excited about, but just wanted to share uh, that the punch up is continuing and it was a really great uh, conversation that of course uh, is made possible by Target as our sponsor there. Yeah, another another arm of the uh, Punchbowl News empire. I think it's it's a fascinating topic and a fascinating conversation. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the money game. Some big and small quarters in the fundraising space, Jake. Um, super interesting just, you know, as the, the deadline gets much closer to election day to see where folks are netting out in terms of the money game. Um, two numbers that stood out to me, Representative Katie Porter, that Democrat from California, uh, has long been one of the House's top fundraisers since she's been in office, raised $4.5 million and has $15.7 million in the bank. Also, Senator Tim Scott uh, disclosed $21 million in the bank after raising $4.2 million last quarter. A lot of buzz about Scott since his chief of staff is leaving to kind of help set up more of a formal political operation for him. Um, just an interesting look at kind of his ability to raise some big dough there. Yeah, a few, th- a few, uh, a few thoughts, excuse me, um, that uh, I had. I mean, Katie Porter has a lot of money in the bank, but she needs it. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people suggest that she has, um, uh, she's raising more money than her, than her district needs. I mean, her district went... Did go for Biden by eleven points, but she she's a she's lean Democrat. I mean, the Cook Political Report by uh, uh, with Amy Walter has um, has Porter as lean Democrat. Um, so uh, this is a race that people are are watching, are looking at, and um, she has a race this cycle, so she needs the money. All right, with that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. As Jake mentioned at the top, we are in Miami this morning, and we're going to be interviewing. Uh, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez uh, about the pandemic, a lot of news of the day, you know, possibilities of a 2024 uh, bid and a lot of buzz uh, for him around that. So it is going to be no shortage of things we're going to be talking about. If you are in Miami, please join us this morning at 10 a.m. But you can also sign up for the live stream and watch the conversation. We'd really appreciate that. As always, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.